This is episode number 38 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Greg Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are so excited that you guys could be with us today because we have a great episode for all of you homeowners, aspiring homeowners, you know, dream homeowners, whatever, whoever you are. We got ex, an episode for you. Ex-homeowners. Ex-homeowners. <laughs> you've, you've been kicked out. We can get you back in. <laughs> we'll fix you up. <laughs> um, how you yep. doing, Kev? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah? Yep. I'm uh, I'm excited. I know this is going to come out a little bit uh, later, but um, this weekend's Memorial Day. Yeah. And we're going to go on a little vacation. So. A little vacay? Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Glad to have a, uh, a little bit of a heads up from the Unlocking the Magic people on how to leave my home so that I can go on vacation. <laughs> that way I'll screw it up. It's all squared away. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, listen, guys, if you have not yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button there on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google, whatever else you're using. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's like the hardest part for the entire show for you is remembering. I, I, I can't remember all the platforms. If Wherever <laughs> you find podcasts, there you go. we'll be there. There you go. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and as always at homeownershow.com. Yeah, and YouTube. And but, YouTube. But you got to be when, careful. When Kevin gets his act together. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been a, it's been a good, it's been a busy day. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I, I gave you kind of a side shout out on another podcast this morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you were on a podcast. I was on another podcast. I was cheating on this podcast and went on another one. How dare you? Yeah. It was weird, man, because I was being interviewed. And I kept wanting to ask them questions. <laughs> I thought they were being rude. Yeah, you're sitting on the other side of the table. <laughs> so no, it was fun, but they they were asking me where our uh, where our podcast is available, hmm. and I I told them you know the the ones that I knew of, and then I specifically wasn't going to mention the one that you use. Oh, mostly out of spite. But you did. I did. Oh no, I mentioned you by name, and that you used a terrible platform. <laughs> but I wasn't going to mention it. Okay. So all right. But dude, we had the we, we had the craziest thing happened this week uh in in our business and which by the way i mean like i know you everyone out there listening we don't we don't talk about my business a whole lot because that's not what this podcast is about but you've probably heard it mentioned several times that we do pest control um and uh, that's that so if you want to hear more about that you can actually go over to the shrimp tank podcast and and hear all about my business over there but this week in my business uh we got a call from an english gentleman Mm. Uh, with having an issue with uh, marsupials in his pantry. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing was the whole reason he called us uh, is one of my one of my guys went over there to take care of it and he was kind of looking around the house and he came back to the office and he goes, do you know that dude was a knight? And we're like, what? A knight? And so we actually talked to him on the phone and we're like, you know, sir, so-and-so is, is really nice to meet you. And he goes, yeah, the whole reason I called you guys is because your name's Excalibur. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Was he Lance a lot? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Did he have a round table? So like, like, I'm so intrigued right we, now. We have a very specific market. Does he know the Lady of the Lake? <laughs> what? To, to what all okay. expatriate knights living in the United States. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that was that was the whole reason. That was the whole reason he even liked our business was because it was like, hey, that's the that's the sword right there. Boom. 
That's so, all it takes. It worked for somebody. Hey, marketing is always going to hit somebody. <laughs> the goal is to hit everybody, right? Right. But you, at least you hit somebody. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, we, we have a really cool episode for you guys this week. We have my new friend, Sean, uh, in here to talk about his new business opening here in our community. Um, Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Man, thanks it, thanks for really having me It's really good to have you in the studio. Thank you. Yeah. So... Why don't you? Why don't you just to kick it off? You, you've got a you've got a new business opening here in in, in our city, mm-hmm. and this isn't your first one. This isn't your first rodeo. First time in Conroe. First time mm-hmm. in Conroe. So, <laughs> g- give give folks a little bit of background. Let them know where you're coming from and how you got here. Yeah. So we're uh, this is it's a little unique. My wife and I, uh, Marissa, she and I took a, um, uh, a an old Conroe single family estate home. And we converted it to a uh, to a licensed assisted living and memory care facility. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, we're in the senior living business. Um, we're not just owners; we're operators. We're hands on with our residents, and uh, yeah, we're excited to bring bring this to Conroe. Yeah, that's and, interesting. I mean, you're so so you bought a house. I mean, this yeah. isn't like a. Uh, medical facility no in fact it's it's incredibly important that we don't feel like a facility so you know going into this it it was really important that you know a a couple things we wanted it to feel like home yeah and you know we wanted to put together uh, an assisted living facility um in a residential atmosphere Mm. that you know uh, the 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 type of place i would want to put my parents yeah and and so that's that's kind of how the idea came into place um we got into this through our own experiences, looking for a place for, you know, a family member. And uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the ride. Yeah. Wow. Man. Cool. And I mean, like you, you were showing me a picture of this place. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's not a tiny house. I mean, like. No, no. It was already a, a, a big house to begin with. It's very unique, uh, it, but it's in the heart of the heart of Conroe. It's, uh, you know, on uh, one Briarwood Drive. Okay. And, uh, but it's, it's a quiet little street. Mm-hmm. And of course, the home was completely outdated. It was built in the 60s, mm. blue carpet, uh, you know, but it was, I mean, it's large and it's, but it's beautiful. It's on a beautiful uh, property. And, you know, the the rule in real estate, don't fall in love with the house. We did, <laughs> you know, and sure. uh, uh, we paid for that, but, uh, but it, it, there was just something about it that, I mean, it was very unique, very special. And we said, you know, we, we got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are, so you're, you're transitioning this, this property into assisted living and memory care. And I, I do want to kind of come back, circle back yes. at one point to kind of talk about what's the difference between sure. that. But what, what has been some of the, the biggest challenges in, in, in creating that environment? Because I imagine that's difficult to, to kind of have your feet in both those pools to have it be an assisted living care, but also make it feel like home and, and, and having to like renew the whole house. Yeah, so I mean, it's not easy to take a to take a, an old house and just you know convert it. I mean, right. We we took the entire home down to the studs. Oh wow! And uh, that was a that was a big job. And you know uh, the the city of Conroe is uh, I think they've they've had a bad taste in their mouths for unlicensed care homes. Mm-hmm. You know, in the community. So it took an open mind. You know, when we approached them and said, "Hey, you know, we 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 found this home 
they the you know there were some really strict building codes that we mm-hmm. that we had to follow and we, and we did um, I mean ultimately we we put in a fire lane and and we've got you know striped parking places and uh, you know so there's a lot of commercial construction aspects that went on with the project but you know in regards to the home itself we we didn't change much of the floor plan. Uh, mm. We we didn't uh, you know we didn't change the footprint of the home so right. you're you're driving past it it looks like you know mom or dad's house mm. yeah so I mean it'll kind of have that feel when you know people come to visit or absolutely people, you know. yeah exactly I mean a big circle drive in the front uh, beautiful lawn uh, that's finally the grass is finally starting <laughs> to grow after uh, yeah, we got some some new sod in got our landscaping and and uh, yeah so we're just uh, we're really excited to get it open it, it's um, uh, next month will be two years mm-hmm. since since we uh, of course we had Hurricane Harvey, uh, oh, that's that, right. yeah that that hit uh, not too long after we got started on it and the house you know sat empty and and uh, it was a good time though I mean it, it's a learning process but it, you know we're as I said we're excited to get it open and 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 bring it to the to the residents of Montgomery County yeah. and Conroe yeah well I guess it's better to have it go through a hurricane without any residents in it to kind of Absolutely, see how the yeah. you know property responds. Correct. Yeah. I mean, well, it sounds like you've got plenty of stuff to talk about renovating a home. <laughs> yeah. We, dude, we could, we could do a whole nother podcast, whole nother on, podcast. That, on that episode. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, tell us, I mean, I, I, I don't know much about the assisted living uh, community, uh, those sorts of things. So, um, you, you know, you, you were telling us a, a little bit just a minute ago that you were looking for a place um, in your own family and what drove you to do something like this? Because I assume that if you found the place you were looking for, that you would go, okay, well, someone else is doing that really well and just let them do it. So there's something different about what your approach is other than just, um, you know, a residential style, like a home style feel. Now that could be part of it, but I get the sense that there may be more to it. There, yeah, there is more to it. And I, I think that our approach with seasons, um, just as an operator, is um, it, it's different. We, we're about fewer residents, more caregivers. Okay. If you So if you go into what I refer to as a, as a big box facility, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're being built all the time, uh, you know, with these big campuses and, and you know, the, 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 the facilities, the grounds are really pretty and, you know, these huge chandeliers. Um, but it, it's, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, you know, a lot of times you can smell the neglect immediately mm, once you sure. get inside. And, um, you know, mom or dad uh, or, you know, your loved one don't always thrive in that that type of environment. Uh, you know, being on the third floor of, uh, you know, in an apartment somewhere, uh, not a lot of caregivers, but the ratio. So there's, you know, there's so many people that uh, there's not enough caregivers to cover all the residents in these bigger, larger facilities. So right. we're, we're about doing it in a smaller environment. We're, we're held to the same licensing standards as, you know, these big facilities, but we're, we're, we want to be different by design. And the fact that we're, we're doing it, you know, we're, we're staffed 24 hours a day and um, you know, we're awake at night, but we get to know our residents on a, a little bit more personal, intimate basis. We get to uh, know their preferences and what their needs are and be a little bit more hands-on. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, I, I mean, just, just from a, from a standpoint of, of trying to understand that business a little bit, 
That seems like that should be paramount wherever you're wherever you're going. But I, I think we all, however much you know about this, we all know that this is a um, an age of people that if you neglect them, there's not a whole lot they can do about it. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, senior abuse and neglect, it's a it's a real thing. Sure. And, and it, it is, you know, can be prominent in, in facilities, um, especially larger ones where maybe there's not a lot of accountability. Mm-hmm. And so our, our whole approach to senior living is, you know, uh, great food, uh, great care and excellent communication. And a lot of accountability. Hmm. Uh, so we want to, you know, and, and it's a when you get into senior living and senior care, it's a it's it's a team approach, and you know we're uh, our staff were in the mix with the family, yeah. you know, uh, constantly we're in the mix with the residents, physicians, or, you know, maybe they're on home health or hospice. So we're, you know, we're working with them and, and it takes a lot of, you know, good communication skills to, to be able to do so. Yeah. Well, and a couple of things that you mentioned about other facilities, like and I, I've, I've been to some of these and you're absolutely right. When you walk in, you can kind of smell the neglect and, and see, you know, just how they operate. What is it that you think makes people make that decision and and go that route? I mean, is is it purely like a call? I mean, people are just crunching the numbers. Is that what's going on here? Some of it is is cost. Uh-huh. Um, you know that that could be driving it because you know, in depending on the facility, uh, you know, it, it could be a. Um, uh, a facility that accepts, you know, Medicaid, Medicare. Um, and so that could be the only budget that, the, you know, that, that they're operating. With. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That they have to work with. Um, so I think cost drives, you know, a lot of those d- decisions. Um, oftentimes, too, though, the the family, the kids or, you know, the, you know, whoever's related to them or, you know, putting their loved one, sometimes they're making an, a decision based on where they live. Mm. You know, I want I want mom or dad to be close to my house, yeah. so, but not in my house. So I'm going <laughs> to choose, uh, you know, I'm going to choose X, Y, Z facility right down the road. Well, that may not, you know, be the best option for, you know, for mom or dad. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, and and I I think that uh that, that that's one of the things. I mean, my my um my wife's grandmother um wound up you know needing to go into a facility herself, and and there's a lot that goes into those facilities. Um, and you wonder where any of that actually goes. Like for example, um, I mean, and, and this is just this is just part of that. I, I understand, but like. You know the the place that that we wound up having to put her, you know, seized all of her um, all of her assets basically, mm-hmm. and so you know here this was a very generous lady. So at Christmas, um, everybody in our family got money, and that no longer was an option because they had every single penny that she that she owned and yeah. all these things. And so it's like all the sudden I mean, there's a there's a lot of really stressful things that happen in all of this, and I you know I I think that. One of the things I like about what you're saying here is that sometimes you know you're pouring all of this money into a facility, and whenever you leave, you're just hoping that they get the care that they need, 
and that you know you're spending money in a place that is actually not just down the road but a place that is taking care of your loved one mm, yeah. yeah no that's yeah that's huge it's um yeah, you, you want to make sure, I mean, that uh, obviously it's ticking a lot of boxes, that it makes sense. Sure. Uh, it, to me, it's, and again, we're, we're about being the best yeah. in the marketplace. We feel like, I mean, to, to be transparent about it, I mean, we feel like we can do senior living better than anybody in town. But it's because uh, it, it starts from the top down. It's, it, we're not, um, you know, while we're a private pay facility and we, you know, don't, you know, we don't do Medicaid or Medicare. Um, we are, we want the best managers and the best staff and everyone's, you know, highly screened, highly trained, and they're very hands-on with our residents and, yeah. and uh, they're not just there for a paycheck. So we're, you know, we're about, you know, really pouring back into our staff and, and, to, to their education. And, you know, um, I look at it like this, it, it, you know, your loved one or, you know, grandma, grandpa, I mean, they've spent their lives, you know, serving others. And, and, and now it's, this is kind of our opportunity and that's kind mm. of what we felt like this was our calling. Um, it's our opportunity to serve. And, and that was important uh, to Marissa and I when yeah. going into this. I mean, it was, it was key. Hmm. So let me ask you this question, because I, I know that uh, I've got another friend who actually has a degree uh, in, in this type of uh, care. Mm. And I know that, um, you know, there, there are people that are literally educated. You mentioned that just a moment, literally educated to uh, care for people that are in assisted living uh, homes. And so um, there's a lot that that really goes into that. But as as someone who, you know, eventually will get to this point in life where parents need a place to go, whether it's living with me or living somewhere else, what are some things that I should be looking for that would help me make a good decision toward that end? When you're, when you're tur- like looking at other facilities? Uh, yeah, just in general, like it, it gets to the point where it's apparent that my loved one can no longer take care of themselves, mm. or maybe the doctors are saying they can no longer take care of themselves, whether you realize it or not. And I have to get into the position where it's time to make that decision. What types of things should I be looking for in a facility? Well, so to, to, to kind of break it down, I mean, it depends. The, the type of facility depends on the needs of okay. the resident. So okay. uh, in the senior living space, you've got independent living, which is kind of like the Golden Girls model. You know, they may <laughs> they may still drive. Right. You know, and you, you see a lot of these popping up, these 55 and older, oh, yeah. you know, communities. Uh, and and uh, it's. 55 only and oh yeah exactly enough yeah and uh, and they but you know they may have a a, a, like a duplex or and they're driving and they're moving around a little bit um then you move on to assisted living uh which there's um you know that's where they they need help with the activities of daily living and the showering the you know the eating the dressing grooming incontinence care i mean it you know all the activities to you know to to live essentially. And, yeah. and then ultimately, um, you know, sometimes if, if their needs increase, they have to go to like a skilled nursing setting, but now, um, you know, they can, depending on the type of license that you have as an assisted living facility, a lot of times now, uh, the nurses can come to you mm. uh, via home health or hospice as needs increase without, um, the resident having to, you know, leave and go to, uh, to a skilled nursing but oh, wow. um, so 
just to kind of yeah set the stage. So there's different levels, I guess, of of senior living, and uh, and what that looks like as far as you know what to look for. I, you know, I think the, the first thing is just how I mean, wh- what's the vibe? Yeah, what does it feel? What, like? what does it feel like? Yeah. You know, does mm-hmm. it feel clinical? Does it are these long, you know, hallways? Are there are there people that um, are just? I mean, obviously. And, you know, senior living, you're going to have people that wander. And we'll talk more about, you know, memory care here in yeah. a little bit. But, um, you know, what what's the vibe? Does it, you know, does it feel clinical? Does it feel like a facility? What is the staff? How, how good is their communication? Um, what are the smells? Mm. What does yeah. it smell like in there? You yeah. know, and, um, you know, so that's that's a good place to start. And and then, you know, who's who's running the show? What does the manager look like? You know, what are what is are they are they good at their jobs? Are they available? Being available. Yeah. But, you know, a good questions to ask are, you know, what are your what's your staffing ratios? Okay. You know, uh, I mean, how many caregivers to residents do you do you mm-hmm. have on a normal day? Sure. What, what does it look like? What's your staffing pattern? What does it look, uh, look like at nighttime? Yeah. You know, uh, are they staying awake at night? Are they going in, you know, uh, getting in the lazy boy chair and reclining (laughs) back? You know, but these are questions that you need to ask. Right. Um, And and so those are those are good places to start. Okay, great. I mean, does does proximity to like medical care and um, emergency services? I mean, I imagine those are pretty. I mean, yeah. So so. Yeah, they're they're important, right? You, you know, we could have done, we could have done seasons in Conroe. We could have done it out in the country somewhere. We could have done it out in the, you know, right? We we chose to be in the heart of the city, um, and we are close to other churches and and uh, you know medical facilities. But that was kind of the point, though. Too right. is you know we we want to be close to your house your office, uh, your church. Um, so if you guys want to swing by mom or dad's house and, you know, um, grab, grab mom or dad on Sunday morning to go to church or go to lunch and, you know, yeah. it's, it's convenient. Um, so that was, that was intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Man. Well, so, so let's, let's kind of get into the, uh, the assisted living memory care thing. I mean, so you, you were kind of describing a little bit there, like what assisted living looks like. So is, um, is is memory care something that you add on to that, or is that like a whole separate thing? Yeah, so it's an add on. Uh, okay, but it's so in assisted living, you've got you know uh, we're we're going to be licensed uh, a type B facility, meaning that the residents would need uh, assistance if they had to evacuate. I remember Type A, the the Golden Girls. You know they right. Um, you know uh, the the state regulations state that they can get out without you know any assistance. Um, the Type B, you know, we because we we'll have um, residences that are you know several of them are, could potentially be non ambulatory. You mm-hmm. know, in a in a wheelchair, and so. They they need assistance. Well, um, when you get into Alzheimer's and and, and dementia, um, there there is another component to that, um, which is memory care, um, specifically to be licensed uh, to have a, a license for for Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, and what what's involved in that? More training for your staff. Um, you know, it's. Um, they they've got to understand um, the the disease better. The facility itself has to be set up, but you know mm-hmm. every door. Even though, again, we it looks like home, it, it feels like home. 
the entire home, every door uh, has a has a keypad, has a magnetic lock. Mm-hmm. So we've got access control. So uh, for those loved ones that are wondering. Mm, yeah. Or you know, um, they can they can even go out into the backyard, um, but they you know the, the entire premise is secure. Uh, we have cameras everywhere, um, which is good. Uh, again, we talked about accountability. Yeah, uh, very important to me. I can see everything that's going on. Our our staff can be uh, you know be in a main in the kitchen area and look on a monitor and see down every hallway. But yeah, when you get into memory care, um, you know, there's with dementia and 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 different stages of that uh, and and Alzheimer's. There's, it's tricky and it's, you know, one of the ugliest diseases that I've seen, uh, and being in the business for a while, it's, it tears families apart Mm. and, you know, but there's, you know, you've got to have some real technique and skill to, you know, work around people that have dementia and, uh, or Alzheimer's and they, uh, you know, and some of that is aggressive behavior, Mm. you know, or they just, uh, you you know, there's a lot of confusion. So we customize their care more, uh, you know, and we have to build activities around them. So it's not, excuse me, it's not general activities for the entire home or facility. Yeah. Um, it's much more customized and, and we have to uh, have an activities director on staff. Mm. And so we, you know, we do music and games and we're, you know, creating uh, activities that will help the residents, you know, help with their memory and help kind of yeah. navigate some of that. Well, and I think a lot of us use those two diagnoses you know, in, in regular conversation, but like someone like me, like I use, I have no idea what the difference is between the two. Do you, I mean, for, for, a, for an idiot like me, <laughs> how, <laughs> well, what, 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 what is the difference yeah, between those two? Uh, what, Alzheimer's and dementia? Yes. Okay. So Alzheimer's is actually, and again, and I'm not a, I'm not a right. clinician, I'm a, we, not yeah, a physician. Clinical, right. But yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Okay. Dementia is a, um, a, a stage, the earliest form of it is just memory loss. Okay. Uh, but, you know, when you get into later stages, you know, there's, I guess, different strains of it, different levels uh, that the physicians will... Um, and when you say memory loss, we're not talking about like, I lost my keys. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, you come to visit mom and mom has no idea who you are. Right. That's tough. Right. Yeah. It's tough. And it, it's, I have seen it um, time and again with our, our residents and, and their families. And, you know, part of, part of doing this again, I mean, we're helping residents, but we're also helping families. And that, I think that's, what's been so rewarding for me in this, in this industry is yeah. just, you know, we're serving the residents by being awesome at what we do, but we're also, you know, when the call comes in from the son or the daughter, and they they need help. Yeah. You know they can't they can't be the caregiver anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and there's a lot that, that comes along with that. But yeah, it, it's awesome because we get to serve families too. Yeah, hmm. that that sounds amazing because I and I think that's one of the things that um, that I love about what what you're telling me is that um, it's not just about the person that you're taking care of. I mean, you recognize this is a family and there's a reason that, that this person is, is in your facility. And I, as the person who put them there may not understand that much. And so you being able to convey back to me what's going on and why, and Oh, by the way, 
I mean, you're kind of a counselor on some level so going, everything's everything's going to be okay. Like, yeah. this is normal. You know, those types of yeah, things. Yeah, and, and it's not, um, you know, when you make the decision to, you know, move mom or dad somewhere, right. you know, other than their own home. Um, it, it's, that's a, that can be a tough thing on anybody. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're, we are playing counselor a lot, uh, yeah. you know, to family members and, and helping them navigate that. But once they, once, you know, they're there and, you know, they're, of course the resident has settled in and the family's coming by, which, you know, we love, um, you know, people coming by, we love activity. We love, yeah. uh, you know, volunteers, which by the way, help us get the word out on hey, that. I mean, yeah. we want youth groups and choirs and people that love, you know, seniors. I mean, that's, that's important. And, um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's very cool to, to help out, you know, the families as well. Cool. Absolutely. And so, something you mentioned a while back, but I, I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to ask you, I, I don't, again, I, you know, don't, I'm not well versed in like Medicare and Medicaid. You mentioned that a while back, that that's something that you guys don't do. Is that, is that like a conscious decision that you made in your business or is that, is that just, I don't understand how that even works. Yeah, it, it, it was a conscious decision, but I mean, you know, anytime you get involved where you're get you're waiting on payment from the, the government, government right. okay, that that's that's tough, right? Yeah, and um, it's it's hard to run a business, and the reimbursement rates, you know, that they that, that the government gives you, the unfortunately the level of care. I mean, you don't get that nice of a facility for right. what, you know, I mean, but if that's all you got, that's all you, all you have. Um, and it is what it is, but yes, to answer your question, I mean, that was a decision, we, you know, because then you've got to have someone on staff that's just dedicated to just, you know, um, the paperwork that's involved with that. It was just, it wasn't a path that we wanted to go down. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, not to get like political about it or anything, but this is actually something I hear quite a bit from physicians and, and people like you who operate the kinds of businesses that you do that they've, they've decided to opt out of those, you know, types of programs because it, they feel like it doesn't allow them to give their patients, their clients, the kind of care that they want to be able to deliver. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I mean, cause you know, if you're getting, I don't know, Fifty, sixty dollars a day, or whatever. I don't even know what the honestly. I, I don't even know what the reimbursement rates are. Right, but they're, yeah. it, it's hard to, you know, it, it's hard to to be awesome and and, and have the yeah. resources to be awesome <laughs> if you know you don't have much to work with. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a real, real important question that I think um, some of our listeners may want to know. That is, how how do I start planning for this? Because mm. if I if I'm not going to rely on you know Medicare Medicaid. Um, then, you know, resources I know my parents have. Sure. Um, I, I don't even necessarily know what my parents have. I don't know if they've got money, if they don't. I mean, they, right. they act like they've got some money or they don't act like they've got some money. So I don't really know. So how can I find out information about how much this is going to cost? How can I plan for the future um, and make sure that whenever I get to that, I'm not winding up, you know, driving a you know, a Ford Pinto over here trying to, you know, downsize to a little shack so that I can pay for mom and dad to go to a decent facility. Yeah, you don't know what your know. folks have? No. I keep a ledger, bro. <laughs> Do you? Oh, my, you know what my folks make? No, I don't know what you're... I know what my oh, folks okay. make. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny, though, because uh, I w before I got in the business, I, I really didn't know either. And yeah. once, you know, once we, you know, got into this, you know, I was calling up my parents going, you need to, you need to create a special place, mm -hmm. a thumb drive or, you know, something where I just know 
what the deal is, you know, and, 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 you know, part of that is just having a good conversation, right. And, and, and having dialogue, uh, you know, and finding out, but, um, to answer, and I think you rolled about four questions. (laughs) I know I did. He's the king of that. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to try to, from memory, uh, to, to try to pull it out there. But I think that, um, a lot of, you'd be surprised actually, a lot of our residents actually have long-term care insurance, which is uh, a policy that, uh, so we do, we are a private pay facility, but if they have a long-term care uh, policy, then we can help, um, uh, you know, help them get reimbursed quickly through through their insurance. So, okay. um, you, you know, mom or dad may have purchased a policy back in the day and have been paying on it forever. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the long-term care insurance providers will often, you know, reimburse um, some or all of the expenses. Um, other than that, uh, you know, in, in regards to planning some of our residents you know the usually a, a son or daughter or family member you know becomes the power of attorney right and is managing their affairs yeah and uh, with that comes along you know managing their money their assets and in essence they are you know spending down you know what what's available to them yeah. maybe they uh you know when mom it was no longer safe for her to be home alone, um, you know, and, and they decided to make the move. They sold the house and, um, and Use they're using, money. yeah. Other, other times, you know, there's, um, I mean, I've seen lots of different scenarios. There's lots, several siblings and everyone's kind of pitching in a little bit, uh, for the care. Uh, so, I know you had more questions rolled into that, dude. No, you're moving the through them. <laughs> no, you're answering the questions because at the end of the day, I want to be able to know that I can pay for something that is not just a hospital for my for my family member. I yeah. want something like you're talking about. That right. sounds this sounds awesome. So I want to, but I'm I'm no dummy to think that this is equal expense to what yeah. that other facility costs. I understand that you you pay for what you get, and so um, just having an idea. I mean, can I come into your office and sit down with you, even? Now, you know, my parents are probably, you know, hopefully a good 20 years away from needing this. But can I come in now and sit down and go, what what do today's costs look like so that I can start planning for this? Yeah, no, I I think that's huge. And yes, to answer your question, come to my office anytime. We can sit down and talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, again, it's 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 having good dialogue and it's talking about you know what resources are available now. You know, planning uh, th- you know things that you could be doing now uh, to prepare for you know when uh, you know your loved one needs care. Yeah, and, and um, you know that way. There are no surprises, or at least you're prepared for it when it does happen. Yeah, and I would I would assume there are better policies out there than others. So, I mean, <laughs> just like anything. So, sure. I'm not asking you to answer that question of where you get them, but I'm just telling people out there, you know, do your research. Do your research. Yeah. So, in, in regards to the our, our loved ones, I mean, are are there things that we need to be paying attention to? to know when it's time Mm. to transition. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, traditionally, well, I say traditionally, most of the population in senior living Mm -hmm. is female, um, by about, I think 70% female. Oh, wow. 
usually dad goes first, mm-hmm. mom's at home. And, um, you know, when it, um, usually what, what I've seen, uh, you know, and maybe some of your listeners can relate to this if they've experienced is they, they end up hiring a caregiver first mm. to come or, or tapping into someone at church or, you know, can you come sit with mom? And it starts off with, you know, maybe just a few hours a day and then it turns into six, eight, um, and then at some point, you know, you've got a live-in caregiver. And of course, there's a lot of agencies out there now uh, mm-hmm. that that's what they do is they provide, you know, home care. Right. And, you know, uh, but but on an hourly rate. And so, you know, a lot of people start there. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as when it's time, you know, when they should really consider it, it's, you know, when, again, finances drive some of that, because if you if you're paying someone twenty dollars an hour, you know, um, you know, for 24 hours to come to your house, uh, that gets very expensive and you don't always know who's coming. Yeah. And you always and you don't always know, you know, what they're doing. Right. And so, um, again, going back to accountability. Right. So, um, you know, but as mom or, you know, dad, if if they're, you know, if there's more falls, if they're more, you know, falling in the home, if there's, you know, um, medication is, you know, not being managed properly or, or they're. A lot of times they're over medicating or under medicating or just not medicating at all. You yeah. Know? And so ultimately, you know, that those are some signs to to look out for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, and, but I imagine those those are issues that you guys can solve with care. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's part of what we do. I mean, when someone when a new resident is is moving in with us, moving into our home, um, we I mean, we do a full assessment. We build a care plan. We sync up with the physician, and you know, we make you know do a med review, make sure everything's going good, um, and then we you know you know try to get things back on track. Yeah, you know, ult- ultimately, yeah. What what is the typical transition time for someone like that. I mean, and I, what I mean by that is, you know, I, I would imagine it, it's kind of a big shock to be pulled out of your home, out of your apartment, out of your normal routine of life. And then, you know, here I'm going to, now I'm going to be over here at seasons, you know, and and even if, you know, it's, it's a wonderful place. I imagine there's some transition time to when they're kind of back to some sense of normalcy when like, you know, their, their other loved ones can come in and visit them and say, okay, they're doing good. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and I I think that it I think it varies a little bit, yeah. you know, from resident to resident. Um, you know, sometimes I I can get a sense for when a new resident might be struggling a little bit because I mean, let's it's a new place, right? Yeah, it's a new absolutely. environment. Um, of course, again, we we encourage the family to make the bedroom um, to to trick it out as much as they want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, we want pictures and we want. I mean. You want to hang photos on the wall of grandkids? I mean, make it your own, right? Awesome. Um, that's that's incredibly important. But you know, I, I, th- there is a little bit of transition time, you sure. know, um, where the resident is, you know, potentially confused, and and so sometimes it could take, you know, um, you know, five, seven, ten days for them to kind of 
settle in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, others, uh, you know, I've seen the complete opposite where they're like, thank you so much, you oh. know, and, and <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't have to deal with mowing my own lawn anymore or, you know, yeah. worrying about my, my home issues. Yeah. And, and uh, again, going back to the, uh, to serving, if, if you, if you approach it from that aspect, it's, it's pretty awesome because it, again, it's like, let us wait on you, right? Mm-hmm. Let us be, you know, we're, we try to be five, 10, 12 steps away from the resident. Uh, and we're constantly, you know, perusing the house, making sure that, you know, everything's good and um, th- that the residents are having a great time and being safe. But uh, it, from that aspect, it's, it's, it's great to serve and, 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 you know, help them settle in. Yeah. Well, and we got, we got some, we put the, the word out on Facebook that you were coming into the studio tonight. Oh and so, boy. and one of our, one of our listeners, uh, Kristen sent in some questions and apparently this is, this is something she's in the middle of right now. Oh. Um, and, and so if, if you don't mind, I'm going to, she sent us like three questions. And I was like, man, these are, these are great questions. I mean, I, I'd like to hear them answered, but, um, so number one, uh, when is the best time to discuss with the parents? Um, you know, when is, when is the best time to have that conversation about, Hey, we need to we need to start thinking about moving you to. Yeah, I, I think that once you, I don't, I don't think it, you know start early. Mm-hmm. Start, I mean, start having some some dialogue. Um, a lot of times, and, and again, we we get it. It can be a slippery slope, right? When you're when you're dealing with the mom or dad, and you're you know you're realizing that it's not doesn't make sense for them to be at home. It's not safe for them to be at home. Right. You know, uh, but start early and, and, um, you, you know, try to, you know, it's, it's delicate. Right. And so, yeah. uh, but you, you, it's important. And so, you know, start early enough to where, you know, and some, sometimes you're planting seeds a little bit mm-hmm. and then you maybe come back around. And then another approach would be to, um, you know, I, I have a lot of family that, uh, you know, they just bring mom or dad by seasons to have lunch with us because again, it doesn't feel like a facility. So it's like, we're going to a friend's house or okay. we're stopping by. So, um, to, to kind of get uh, their, you know, reaction, their taste for it to see if there might be a fit there. Hmm. But on some level, I, I can see the benefit of starting early and setting some expectation. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of setting expectations because I think that anybody that you set expectations for in a healthy way, they tend to rise to the expectation. If you have low expectations, people are going to, you know, rise to your low expectation. And so on some level, I think that if you kind of say, listen, I, I understand that, um, you know, you're maybe 20 years away from this even, um, but I don't want to get caught and I want to ha- you to have some buy-in to what you do. And I just know that I may not be able to, to be the one that's your primary caregiver. So let's start talking about this. Yeah, no, that's huge. And and I think that, um, yeah, start early and start do it often and, 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 and get their, get their feedback now because you're going to have people, you know, I mean, my dad's stubborn as can be. And, and, <laughs> and of course, you know, pr- prior to his, his son getting involved in this and, sure. and, and, and being a, a senior living operator, now he's like, hey, you know, your mom's out of town this weekend. Can I come stay at Seasons, right? Because you, you got an open it, room? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, all right, dad, we'll, we'll leave the light on for yeah. you, yeah. you know, uh, because he, 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 he sees what it's all about. Sure. But um, yeah, you know, y- 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 you want to get there. Yeah. 
you want to know what their preferences are, right? You you want to know. I mean, because some of them are like, there's, man, there's no chance in whatever that, you know, I'm moving anywhere other than my home. Yeah. yeah. Now, you may hear that now, but, uh, you know, start early and, and check in and, and that could change. Yeah. That could change. Well, and let's, let's just assume some people, you know, maybe they haven't started early. How, yeah. how do they have that conversation now that their parents have? It's, I mean, it's a tough one, but, you know, it's, it's mom. It's not safe for you to be home, yeah. you know, and it's not making sense financially for me to pay someone else to come to your home. And, you know, it, it's so there are some other alternatives and I just want to have some dialogue about it. Maybe, yeah. you know, can we just go look at it? Yeah. Um, just being frank and honest. Lay yeah. it out. Lay it out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. yeah. It's really tough because, I mean, I, I think of it this way a lot. Like. I mean, right now I've got two small kids mm. and they're basically helpless, right? I mean, they, without an adult around, right? They're helpless. Um, and so I've got to do everything for them, but there's going to come a point <laughs> where I'm going to need them to do everything for me. Right. And um, that, that man, whenever you've spent your entire life as the older adult mm. that is wiser and knows what's going on. To have your child come to you and say, you can't do this anymore. Like, I'm getting choked up about it right. just a little bit right yeah. now, you know? And so, um, I I can imagine that's a really tough conversation to have. However, you can't just pass that buck. You can't let someone mm. else have that conversation or let it not happen. You you have to have it and risk um whatever it is that you're risking right or you feel whatever you feel like you're risking it may be less than what you actually feel like it is so yeah 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 well here's our next question is can you arrange for assisted living well in advance well i think we talked a little bit about that you know just i mean yes you can um insurance is an option there yeah i mean insurance you know long-term care insurance is is a good place to start Uh, you know saving money uh, yeah you know um doing uh, an analysis if you will of mom or dad's you know financial situation and what that could look like mm-hmm. um it, it never hurts to start early and be prepared for you know um an expense like this yeah. and you know so yeah that's that's a great way to to get prepared for it is sure. is to look at what resources you have and and what's available to you and then you know compare that to what you want you yeah. know i mean what what you can afford and and the type of facility that you, you know, you want to put, you know, mom or dad in and, and just kind of work back your way into it a little bit. I, I kind of feel like this is almost like preparing to send a child to college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little uh, bit. But, you know, and, and so like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if in her mind, if she's going, well, can I, can I come to Sean's office and go like, look, I've got a prospect for you. That's going to be ready in about 15 years. <laughs> can, we, yeah. can we start, can we start paying for this now? You know, there are, I'm sure, operators out there that will say, you know, um, yes, uh-huh. yeah, start paying us a fee and we'll hold, hold you a bet, you right. know, kind of thing. Yeah. And we'll, leave, we'll, we'll leave a lot on for you and we'll guarantee a spot. <laughs> we don't do that. Right. Um, but, I, you know, there are, in fact, I think we, we, we touched on it where they, uh, they're managing all your money. And, right. you know, some of these, uh, what they, um, these, these new, newer, uh, what they call, um, Continuous care uh, retirement um, facility or communities where mm. they're, you know, they've got independent. I mean, it's a campus. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, it's $300,000, $400,000 to just to 
like get on the list to get in. And then it's a crazy amount per month, but you know, you're, you're, you know, you go through all of those uh, silos of again, independent living, assisted living, memory care, skilled, um, and on their campus. But, but essentially you give them all your assets and they, they spin that down for you. And, mm. and um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, that's again, to, that to me, that feels like big box. Yeah. And that's, that's not what we're, we're about, Absolutely. but yes. Yeah. But kind of your advice is start planning for it financially, find Absolutely. out where you want to go, yeah. go talk to those people, make some decisions, start planning for it financially. And, you know, know that if you're financially set up, something's going to work out for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and her other question, I mean, kind of fed off the other one, which, I mean, so it doesn't really apply to you, but you may know. I mean, so like if you get into a situation where like, yeah, we'll take you and we'll be ready, you know, we'll leave the light on for you. You'll be ready in 15 years. Is is that something that is a permanent decision? I mean, can, is it something you can change? I mean, I, I don't know how those guys operate. I mean, yeah, I, I think I would I, imagine I, not. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure that they've got contracts that you could, you know, get out of, you know, whatever commitment that you've made. Right. Usually, uh, in in a smaller environment like ours, if uh, you know, it's they they see that within you know, um, within a, a coming couple of months, they need a place for mom or dad, right. and and we're essentially, you know, we do what we work out an arrangement essentially to hold the hold the spot for for them but doing it over a span of a decade might be a little harder sure and and so how how many how many residents you guys set up we're um yeah so we're going to be licensed for uh only 14 residents Yeah. And, and, and it's funny in the state, um, you can actually have up to, uh, 16 residents in uh, in a small facility, uh, what they view as a fall, uh, small facility. We, uh, wanted to do even a little bit smaller than that. And, um, and just because we'll be licensed for, for 14 doesn't mean we'll have 14 people in there sure. all the time, you know? Um, but that's, that's what we have the square footage for. And, and again, going back to the premise of, of keeping it smaller right. and, um, you know, and we can, we can do more and, and yeah, we're excited about that. Yeah. And so like one of the, one of the things I see, like probably like larger facilities, you know, advertising is like, Hey, we've got, we've got a really big community for your loved one to get plugged into. I mean, how, how do you guys sort of foster that with, with a smaller number of people? Do you feel like that's, that's more difficult or, um, but you know, if I had to live with 14 people, that's, that's more than enough people to live with. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's, again, it goes back to preferences. I mean, and, uh, you know, Sometimes walk, walking a hundred yards to the cafeteria isn't always the best fit right. for, you know, or getting on an elevator and, and going down. And again, we've already talked about, you know, the level of care that you often find in, in facilities like that. Now, granted, we're not going to have, you know, although, uh, you know, one Briarwood here in Conroe, I mean, we've, we've got an awesome Sorry. Um, we've got um, the, the the outdoor space is awesome. We poured a very large walking path to the backyard and, and got a lot of uh, green space back there. So, um, you know, families and residents can go and enjoy that. But, you know, we don't we don't have, you know, a crazy movie theater and, right. and you know, we don't have a, a chapel in there. Um, we, we have the churches come to us, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And, you know, we have pastors that come in and, and, and they're uh, nearby. They're nearby. And, and, uh, again, we, we talked about it. We love visitors, you know, yeah. but we, 
you know, we, we try to, again, going back, we want it to feel like home, but, you know, we want the food to be awesome. And, and, you know, we're doing activities, we're, we're watching movies um, mm-hmm. and, and we want to find out what the residents want to do. Right. You know, what they want. I mean, we, we're in memory care and, and we're required to have activities, whether the resident, you know, wants to do them or not. Right. But we, again, we, we want to really kind of tease out what their preferences are. And, and the same with food. It's like, you know, we don't want it to feel like cafeteria food. So, I mean, you know, again, customizing it a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, hey, if you, if if your doctor says we can have salmon, let's have some salmon. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, it, like you guys want steak, let's eat steak. But why don't you guys help us build a menu for the coming week? And, and you know, um, so we're constantly baking and, and, and cooking things that are, you know, gourmet foods. Um, and of course, we have dietitians that we work with to work around dietary needs and things like that. Yeah. Well, because, uh, you know, and I was I was kind of looking at some of the stuff you guys have up on social media and some of the other stuff you put out. And it, and it seems like you guys are, you know, with you trying to have a, you know, a better ratio of staff mm. that those people kind of become the community with the residents. Whereas it seems like the other places are really just trying to say, like, like, look, here's here's a big group of old people you can hang out with. And so you guys seem to be having having the conversations is like, look, we want the people that work here to be part of these people's lives and communities. Mm. And yeah, no, it's uh, look, and that we, we can have the, the prettiest place in Conroe, right? Mm. We can have the, you know, the best decor and the nicest furniture, but it it all comes down to the staff. Mm. It really does. And so again, I'm very, particular about who we hire. Um, and, and, you know, again, you don't, it's your, it's your mom or dad, right? It's your, it's a family member. You don't want just anyone, you know, uh, you know, dressing them and helping them and working with them and, you know, taking them on a walk. I mean, you know, you want them to be qualified, but you want them to, to be, come from a good place too. And, you know, they're, and, and I'm pretty good at kind of sniffing out those that are there for just a paycheck Mm. versus those that they really care. Yeah. And that there's, there's a huge difference between the two. And I'd imagine that's a unique individual. It is because not everyone's suited to be a caregiver. Right. I mean, it, it does take a, a certain type of personality and, and, um, skill set and a, a huge heart, uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else, Kev? No, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think we've hit a lot of really good stuff here. I, I've been, I've been really informed. I mean, I, I, you know, kind of start off this podcast saying, I, I don't know much about, about <laughs> this stuff. Um, in, in fact, I, I uh, kind of do my best to steer clear of nursing homes. Um, you and I both. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> funny. Uh, and part of it is just because I'm uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? I'm yeah. uncomfortable going into those places. And a lot of the time it is because when I walk in the front door, there's like 16 people in wheelchairs just sitting just there. Just hanging out. And they're doing nothing, and I feel uncomfortable for them. Correct. And so I, I think that I might could get a little more on board with a place that they didn't feel like they're just sitting there. No one's paying attention to them, you know. And it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. And and, and think about it like this, and and that brings up a good point. You don't. Let, let's say you do have mom or dad or loved one in there. You you feel 
bad for, I mean, I mean, you don't almost don't want to go visit because right. you're, you're again, we talked about smelling the neglect and, yeah. and just kind of seeing what's going on and it you like see guilt. It does. It does. And so, yeah, there, and we, we didn't talk much about it, but yeah, it, you do, guilt does play a big role in this, yeah. you know, because it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm placing mom or dad in, in a facility, right. you know? And so again, going back to a place that feels like home, um, you know, that's, it, it's a game changer. Yeah, it, 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 it really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, listen, I, I really appreciate what you've already, uh, talked about uh we, we do want to move on to another portion of our show where uh we we ask everybody these uh, same four questions and we do have a title for it craig yes the final four the final four yeah so uh just four questions that we ask all of our guests mm. and uh you know hopefully these are pretty simple uh we'll, we'll start off easy and get hard all right. Oh boy. All right. Number one. No one's failed it yet. That's, uh, no, that's good. So, yeah. And, and, and he and I even took it and we didn't fail it. So, uh, yeah. So if you want to know what our answers are, go back to episode number one. You can hear our answers. So, right. um, yeah, here we go. What's the must have tool you won't leave your house without? Cell phone. Cell phone. Cell phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too many apps and too, I mean, I, my head would roll off my shoulders, and, yeah. and I mean it's it's 2019. I mean, you know, I, and I've got I've got kids He's just gonna that, own it. Yeah, I'm just gonna like literally own it. And, and you know, I've got kids that have cell phones, and I'm like, dude, put your, put down your phone, right? Yeah. But and I have to to you know you know remind myself to put it down sometimes. But yeah, yeah my head would explode if I didn't have it. Frankly, yeah, it's a connection to everything now. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, second question. What's a job you've walked away from? So uh, we, we've had people that answer this as, as a career, mm. um, and, and that's fine if you want to go there. Uh, we, we did have in mind whenever we wrote this question, uh, maybe a job around your home, something. I mean, you've been renovating this um, uh, yeah. this home that, you, that you're turning into a, assisted living. Um, was there anything in there that you that you thought you know what I'm gonna get in here I'm gonna do this and and about halfway through or maybe even sooner you go nope gotta call someone yeah so this is uh, it's interesting though because I've had to become very hands on and, and again I'm I am a little bit of a do-it-yourselfer, yeah. you know, and, and so I've had to learn some things, you know, uh, I, I even, I'd never had operated a chainsaw before until oh. last year. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, lots of stories. I could keep you here all night. I think that, um, you got your man card though. Uh, dude, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've done, yeah, I'm not afraid to get dirty. I'll there put you it that all way. Right. So, uh, but as far as walking away in regards to that, Plumbing is mm -hmm. not a big, I'm not a big fan and, you know, uh, and, and electricity, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, I can redo a, you know, an outlet here or there, or a light switch, but like, I'm kind of a fan of all my limbs and, right. you know, I, I don't want to, yeah. So yeah. electricity not, scares. Not charred skin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So electricity, it, it, it scares me a little yeah. bit. We're, we're anti-death here on the homeowner yeah. show. Well, that's yeah. good. To know. We're in, we're in good company. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, number three. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Mm. Red, red wine. There you okay. go. <laughs> yes, right. that's. I've, I've heard it. I've heard that in lyric form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, does that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Can imagine uh, Sean like sort of singing it to himself as. He's yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's kind of hard not to without. Uh, yeah, exactly. Stay close to. Okay, <laughs> that's good, man. I like that. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, last question. We're in the home stretch here. 
one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Oh, this is hard. Yeah. I, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have gotten some really good advice over the years, not all of which I've followed, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So this is... Hmm. I think it, I, I got some advice recently that I'm I'm really trying to use and yeah. and, and utilize, uh, and it's in regards to time management because mm-hmm. I've I mean I've got little ones at home and we've got a new business and we're you know we're, we're all over the place and yeah. and so things are a little nuts and so in regards to time management when something lands on my plate or something new i'm i'm trying to kind of put it in one of three silos or you know categories which is can i automate this delegate it or eliminate it there you go yeah okay. automate delegate or eliminate okay I'm trying to apply that. It's hard because I'm a, again, a do it yourself or, and it's, you know, I got this right, yeah. you know, yeah. but those, it, the list just keeps getting bigger and sure. bigger. And, you know, when you're, you find yourself leveling up a little bit, but more things just keep getting piled on. So yeah. that's the, someone recently gave that to me and I'm like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to figure out how to start automating or delegating or, or just saying, you know what, you know, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I think I think even people with high capacities have to recognize at some point they can't do everything. You know, yeah, it's, yeah and, and that's 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 been hard for me. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think I think you know most you know sort entrepreneurial people want to do everything because uh, it's control and quality. It's mine. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. it is it is, and it's and it's hard. It, it is, but it, it's one of those things that you've you've got to kind of let let go of the reins a little bit. Sure. Yeah. You know, so. Okay, cool. So well, the, the the secret last question, I guess, would be if, if people wait, have, wait there's have, a there's a last one. Yeah. So if people have questions or they want to get a hold uh, of you, is there a way for people to find you? Yeah, um, we're on social media uh-huh. uh, on Facebook, uh, our website meetseasons.com. Okay. Instagram, uh, my email address Sean S H A W N at meetseasons.com, and uh, yeah, feel free to to shoot me an email if someone wants to come by for a tour. We're I think we start tours next week. Week. And uh, of course, we're we're joining the chamber soon. We're having yep. a, ri- a ribbon cutting and open house tour event on uh, June thirteenth. Awesome! Yeah, awesome. so fantastic! It's pretty great. Exciting. Good times. Well, and we'll put all those links up in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, listen, we we thoroughly enjoyed yeah. sitting down with you. Thanks for thanks for taking time out to do this. And uh, you know, uh, listeners out there, if you got any questions, you know, you can get us at info at homeownershow.com as well. We can forward those or answer them ourselves, whatever works. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for today. Uh, we're here every Tuesday, so thanks for downloading. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And we will see you next time. See. You.